This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, remembering Queen Elizabeth. Celebrations for the life of Britain's longest reigning monarch now taking place. This morning, Charles leading a touching tribute. His first address inside the House of Parliament. We gather today in remembrance of the remarkable span of the Queen's dedicated service to her nations and peoples. We'll take a look at the many changes you'll soon see across the UK as the country's currency prepares for a new face. We're live with the latest. Then, inside the game, we meet the unsung heroes working off the field to make sure football's biggest stars are ready to play. It needs to be broken down, broken in with uh, brush, uh, mud, and all that stuff. Mud? Yeah, mud. Craig rolls up his sleeves and gets to work with the team behind the team that brought home a big W in the first game of the season. Plus, stars in the house. Kourtney Kardashian-Barker is live in Studio 1A. The newly married reality star stopping by to talk about life, family, and what's next. Then, John Legend, the voice coach and EGOT winner, talks about the new season and his own growing family. And the award goes to, as Kenan Thompson gears up to take the stage as host of tonight's Emmys. This is the high point of my career. We're taking a look at the shows vying for gold on television's biggest night. From this year's funniest comedies to the shocking dramas that had us at the edge of our seats. A peek at who's poised for tonight's top spot today, Monday, September 12th, 2022. Watching in Messina, Iowa. We, we love, love you, Dad. Dad. From Jacksonville, Arkansas. Tori is turning 48. Shout, Shout out to our, our fellow nurses at Sutter Medical Center in Sacramento, California. From Greenville, South Carolina. Celebrating our second wedding anniversary. Vincent the Plaza. Because it's my 60th birthday. My 30th. My 10th. Aloha to our island of Maui, Hawaii. From San Jose, California. To the Today Show. Celebrating 25 years of friendship. Woo! There they are. We were wondering. Okay, 25 years of friendship. It looks like they've got their hotel yeah. robes on. They came to visit. We'll be visiting with them in a minute. Welcome in. It's Monday. We're so happy you're joining us. Savannah has made her way to a new spot in London, and Savannah's joined by a special guest. Yes, a very special guest. We're so honored to have former British Prime Minister David Cameron with us. He had hundreds of meetings with the Queen over his six years in office, and we're looking forward to chatting with him just a bit, see if we can get him to spill a little bit about that in just a moment. Uh, but we'll send it back to you for we now. We look forward to that, Savannah. We can also confirm President Biden has now formally accepted the invitation to attend the Queen's funeral with the First Lady. And later today, Chanel will be sitting down with Dr. Jill Biden. She for will be talking with Dr. Biden about that invitation, that uh, trip over the pond a week from today for the funeral. But they're also going to be celebrating teachers as the First Lady kicks off a really special back-to-school bus tour. So Chanel's going to have that exclusive conversation for us 
tomorrow. But right, right now, oh, sorry about that. But right now, Britain's royal family is leading the UK in mourning their beloved Queen Elizabeth. Prince Harry today sharing private memories of his grandmother and his father delivering his first formal address to Parliament as King Charles. NBC's Tom Yamas has the very latest on this day filled with tributes, tradition, and very powerful symbolism. Tom, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. It is a windy but beautiful day here in Edinburgh as we await King Charles. He's already landed here, and just behind me, we're going to give you a little sneak peek of what we're going to see. That's the Royal Regiment of Scotland that we can see through the palace gates there, and everyone is on standby right now waiting for the new king here, and of course later, the procession we're going to see down the Royal Mile, a very narrow, narrow alleyway through Edinburgh. This morning... King Charles in Edinburgh to witness Scotland's goodbye to his mother. The new king starting his day receiving messages of condolence and delivering his first speech to members of parliament. We gather today in remembrance of the remarkable span of the queen's dedicated service to her nations and peoples. And Prince Harry this morning also paying tribute in a statement praising the queen's grace and dignity. This coming after that moment seen around the world, the two brothers back together, Harry and Meghan joining William and Kate at Windsor Castle. And in Scotland, the king preparing to lead remembrance services in the capital. People lining up along the Royal Mile, an intimate and historic section of Old Town. Scottish mourners preparing to say goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II in an up-close and personal manner. The late queen's sealed oak coffin, draped in the royal standard of Scotland, lying in rest overnight in the throne room at Holyrood House, the Queen's Scottish residence in Edinburgh. Just yesterday, this powerful moment, her daughter, Princess Anne, giving her mother an emotional final curtsy as the cortege arrived in Edinburgh. The final goodbye started at the Queen's Balmoral Castle. It was a slow and somber and regal journey through the picturesque countryside she enjoyed. There are tens of thousands of people lining the streets of Edinburgh right now, waiting for this moment right here to pay their respects to the Queen. On the streets here, spontaneous applause erupting as the hearse carrying the Queen's coffin drove by. And now you may be able to hear that helicopter just above us. That, that gives us the sign that King Charles and Queen Camilla are probably very close to the Holyrood Palace. And Savannah, I want to tell you, yesterday as we were there on the Royal Mile, I had a chance to ask the people of Scotland why they would wait hours just for a few seconds to glimpse that coffin. And, and the sense you got, Savannah, was that Queen Elizabeth gave them 70 years of her life. This was the least they could do for her. Savannah? Hmm. That sentiment is being expressed all across the United Kingdom and beyond. Tom, thank you so much. And I'm so honored to be joined right now by former British Prime Minister David Cameron, who, of course, had weekly audiences with the Queen for your entire six-year term. So you know her in a way few do. What did you take away from those meetings? And yes, I know they're private and can never be spoken of. Well, it's just the most immense privilege, because really you're spending time with you know, someone who was, in my view, the world's greatest public servant and one of the world's greatest ever diplomats. Mm -hmm. uh, I was her 12th Prime Minister. She'd started with Winston Churchill, mm -hmm. so she'd, she'd heard it all before, all the problems, all the difficulties, but she was a, a brilliant listener. She asked great questions, and you always came out of the meeting 
you know, the problems hadn't changed, the world crisis hadn't got any better, but you came out of the meeting feeling a foot taller and feeling that you had a way of solving these problems because you'd been with this amazing, extraordinary public servant. How did she convey that? Because the Queen, of course, is supposed to be and took very seriously her vow to be above politics. She didn't weigh in on the political issues of the day, but many prime ministers such as yourself have said she did somehow provide wise counsel. How did that work? Well, I think it's through the questions that you ask and the subjects you're discussing. And often, I think all prime ministers find, as you're trying to explain you know, why the economy isn't growing fast enough or the health service isn't working properly or there's this international crisis, as you explain to this incredibly experienced person who's visited over 100 countries, who'd had 11 previous prime ministers, with all that experience, it, it just helped to get things into perspective and it, it, it worked. It's a strange bit of our constitution but it works very well and I think all the Prime Ministers who've had that experience pretty much say the same thing. Another privilege is a Prime Minister gets to spend some time at the Queen's country estate in Balmoral. You did so yourself many times and you've told a funny story about getting lost on the Balmoral estate. Well it's an extraordinary thing when you go there of course you don't really need any protection and so the Her Majesty the Queen would encourage you to you know ride one of my Highland ponies. <laughs> I did that once and walked like John Wayne for about a week because they got very broad backs. Samantha, my wife, and I once went for a walk and we set off and just got hopelessly lost and eventually Prince Philip found us in his, in his Land Rover and wound the window down and said, you know, you're lost, aren't you, Prime Minister? So it's an odd thing to say about a house that is actually a castle but it's very informal and relaxed and you get to see the royal family almost um, at play in a relaxed mode and that was a a huge privilege. And, and I have to ask you because there was one time where you got a little bit crosswise with the Queen for letting something slip from one of those meetings and you had to go and apologize and I know you said you've learned your lessons so you're not going to tell me too much about it but what was that experience like? This Queen that you revere and then having a little bit of an oops moment. Well I, I made a mistake. I had that oops moment which was with um, Mayor Bloomberg actually in, in New York um, and I immediately apologized and it's never happened since and it better not happen on this show <laughs> but uh, uh, I think the, the, the point is that you can see this week the sort of British Constitution in action we've had this incredible monarch for over 70 years the most incredible job and now you're seeing this transition you know the, the Queen is dead long live the King the Constitution continues Parliament continues our system of government continues um, and it's, uh, it's an extraordinary thing to watch. And I know you've had many meetings and audiences, sort of practice audiences with then Prince Charles, so do you feel he's ready to take this, this crown? Well, he's had the longest apprenticeship <laughs> in history. Um, he cares passionately about a whole range of subjects, from the environment to the role of business in society. But he put it very well, I think, in that, that statement, that speech he gave after his mother died, saying that those causes, they matter to me, but someone else will have to take them on. I'm now going to be your, your monarch. And I think he understands completely the role. And I saw that when I was um, doing those early audiences with him as he was um, getting into his stride. But he was already so experienced by then. And I've seen him as a diplomat at the Commonwealth Heads of Government where you've got, you know, dozens of countries. He knew all the presidents and prime ministers. He worked with them so well. So uh, I think he's very well suited to the role, and I think we're going to get a very good replacement. In our country, we say hit the ground running. So it sounds like he, he will be ready to do that. Former British Prime Minister David Cameron, what an honor to have you with us, and thank you for sharing your memories. We My appreciate pleasure. it. Well, can I say, what a, it, it's been extraordinary how many emails and letters I've had from American just friends and citizens that I know all saying, how much they feel our loss. And that means a lot. And I know that as well as the Queen meaning so much to us, I know she meant a lot.
you in the United States as well. There's no question. There's a reason they call it that special relationship. It is, it is felt, and our deepest condolences, of course. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Guys, back to you. Fun to have a conversation with someone who's literally been in the room. What a fascinating, fascinating yeah. conversation. The longest apprenticeship in history yeah. is, about, is about right. Thank Got you, on. Savannah. And by the way, uh, guys, tomorrow on today, Savannah will also have a conversation with another former British prime minister. She will be speaking with Tony Blair. And um, that the pictures that you should, were just seeing there, we should point out that was, of course, King Charles III and the new queen consort uh, greeting folks. Here's the live look here, uh, working the rope line again, as it uh, would seem there in, in Scotland, ahead of a, a service for the queen there. Uh, still ahead. The stage is set, folks. The Emmy Awards coming up tonight here on NBC. So we will take you live to Los Angeles to preview the star-studded show, the big races, and the favorites to win. Ted Lasso. Cool. All right. You think so? Oh, yeah. You know it. All right. But first, with King Charles, now the monarch, changes big and small are happening all across the Commonwealth. After 70-plus years, everything from stamps to food labels, everything needs updating. Molly Hunter has that part of the story right after this. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back with the British monarchy now being led by King Charles. A number of changes are going to be taking place across the Commonwealth. Yeah, some of these images just coming out of Scotland moments ago as King Charles III and Queen Consort Camilla are kind of viewing all the beautiful flowers people left behind. So the Queen's name and her image are on everything. They're on money, they're yeah. on mailboxes, and so much more. And now, all of this needs to be updated. NBC's Molly Hunter has more on what's to come. Hey, Molly, good morning. Hoda Craig, good morning to you. That's right. Queen Elizabeth II's name and her image is on absolutely everything. I just want to show our audience this is a 20 pound note. You see Queen Elizabeth right there. Now, with a new king, they are prepping a royal rebranding. As the United Kingdom's longest reigning monarch, the name, image, and initials of Queen Elizabeth II have become a British staple. But with now King Charles III's ascension to the throne, the monarchy is set to see a changing of the guard for the first time in more than 70 years. We are going to have so many changes. We have to change the passport, the money, all and everything. 
The most immediate change already in place. Lyrics to the national anthem reverted back to God Save the King, sung for the first time in decades at a memorial service for Queen Elizabeth and then at sporting events throughout the weekend. Other, more visible changes are also in the works. Queen Elizabeth was the first monarch to appear on postage, and now new stamps will need to be redesigned with an image of the king. Her Majesty's iconic royal cipher, first introduced in the 50s, will also be retired. Draft order. And while the new king's monogram has yet to be officially revealed, he appeared to give the public a little sneak peek at His Majesty's motif on Sunday, wearing a tie clip with a crown above the letters CR, which stands for Charles Rex, Latin for king. The new monogram will be featured on flags, police helmets, and British coins. Even those iconic red mailboxes are adorned with E2R for the late queen. While those will stay in place as they have for past monarchs, new post boxes will be updated with the initials of the newest ruler. And while the $95 billion worth of paper money featuring the queen's image will still be considered legal tender, notes with Charles's face will likely eventually be introduced into circulation. And once the king's currency is in British wallets, it might be used to purchase products with a royal warrant appointment signifying they're used in the royal household. Brands like Coca-Cola, Cartier, even Heinz tomato ketchup will need an updated seal that reads, by appointment to His Majesty the King. And of course, there are thousands of souvenirs that will likely hit gift shop shelves in the coming weeks. Queen Elizabeth graced everything from collectible cutlery to playing cards. Oh, hail the king! And now only time will tell what knickknacks will be embellished with the likeness of the new king. Now, of course, guys, none of this will happen overnight. I'll send it back to you guys. All right, Molly, thank you so much. She's going to bring back a couple of those pound notes. I hope so. Them. Mr. Roker. Yeah. All right, best time of the morning. Let's go, let's go, Jacob. Sobo, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. pop start? Okay, yes. let's do it. Here we go, guys. It is all about the Emmys. TV's biggest night is back, and after two years of pandemic-cautious celebrations, this year's award show is looking to return to normal. Today, contributor Jason Kennedy is out in L.A. with more. Hey, Jason, good morning. Hey, Jacob. Hey, guys. Good morning. In just a few hours, the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards will kick off right here in Los Angeles with TV's best taking center stage. And tonight, all eyes are on possible firsts and some returning favorites. This morning, the stage is set for the Emmys to return to tradition. This is the high point of my career. As Saturday Night Live star Kenan Thompson takes the reins as host. The shows that dominated the small screen now competing for TV's top prize. Nominees for Outstanding Drama Series include newcomers like Apple TV Plus thriller Severance and Netflix's viral hit Squid Game. But the heavy favorite is HBO's Succession, which is up for 25 Emmys this year. The Outstanding Comedy category is more of an open field. The Ted Lasso welcome wagon has arrived. Ted Lasso is aiming for a repeat win, but may be schooled by the breakout hit Abbott Elementary, while HBO's Hacks and Barry are still in contention to make a killer showing and clinch the Emmy. Almost all of the nominees for Best Limited Series are stories ripped from the headlines. I do not have time for this. I do not have time for you. But it's the fictional HBO series The White Lotus that could check in a win. And the fight for the night's top acting prize? Brian Cox as succession patriarch Logan Roy and Lee Jung-jae, who played gambling addict Sung Gi-hoon in Squid Game. Both are frontrunners for best lead actor in a drama series. I have you beat! 
Keep an eye on Zendaya's role as Rue in Euphoria. It could be a second Emmy win for the 25-year-old. If she can buzz past Melanie Linsky's portrayal of Shauna and the Showtime drama Yellow Jackets. Take care of it. On that note, here's some Emmy trivia you can impress your friends with tonight. In 2020, Zendaya became the youngest ever to win Best Actress. Tonight, she could become the youngest two-time winner in that category. And her credit as an executive producer on Euphoria could make her the youngest producer to take home Emmy gold. It would be a big deal, guys. It would be a big deal. <laughs> Jason Kennedy, thanks, man. And don't, uh, don't forget, everybody, you can watch the Emmys live, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, right here on NBC. And that is your abbreviated pop star. I like right. Jacob. Thank you, honey. Still ahead. Head. Look who's here. Ooh, ooh. We've got Courtney Kardashian Barker oh, in the house. Okay. She's got some big news to share. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to make you wait at least a couple more minutes. we got a good tease coming up. We are back. It is 8.30 on this Monday morning, 12th of September, 2022. And we are so happy to have you. Listen, what a great group we've got here on the oh plaza. Oh, my God. Man. We got great group on the plaza. Wow. A bunch of stars inside. Yeah. Congrats. We're happy y'all are here. We've got Courtney Kardashian Barker in the house. Hello. She is in Studio 1A. She's going to update us on her very busy life. She's got season two of her family's new show, and she's growing her business empire. There's a lot Ooh. to talk to Courtney about. Also ahead, a true, true legend, John Legend. He's going to open up about trying something different with his new music and his busy family and so, so, so much more. Also, how happy? Happier we to have the NFL back. Yes. Uh, I got to experience what it took to get the Buffalo Bills ready for their season opener on the road. It's a major operation. Fascinating to see everything that goes on behind the scenes. Can't wait to share that. Does, it, does that also fun. include, I hear, mud? Lots of mud. Lots of mud? Lots of mud uh, involved uh, in the, in like the preparation that. of the footballs. Uh, well, speaking of football, we want to spotlight and celebrate high school teams all across the country. Y'all are going to love this. We are calling this Friday Morning Lights. It's going to be amazing. Athletes, bands, the atmospheres that make high school football so special. But here's the deal, guys. We need your help. We want to feature your high school on our show. Tell us why it's a good idea to feature your community's team and be sure to join us every Friday morning. And you can find out if that, your team is going to get that spotlight. Is cool. cool. All right. Hey, coming up on the third hour, Motivational Monday. You don't want to miss this one. I got to meet an inspiring runner who's logging miles and encouraging others to do the same all while facing a very personal health battle, one that I'm very familiar with. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, but first, before we get to anything else, we have a very special guest with us on the plaza Come this morning. On. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. fresh off her historic win, the U.S. Open women's champ, Iga Svantec. Iga, congrats. Thank you. So how, excited to be here. Well, how does it feel holding that big trophy in your hand right now? Well, it's pretty light, but <laughs> it feels like a baby, honestly. I'm, it's pretty weird just walking around with it, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's it's shiny. Um, I love it. You, you can see history. It's no, no, no. It's gonna be it's gonna be down here on the other part of the <laughs> trophy. So here, here it ends on uh, 2014 Serena Williams. My so wife and I, place. we got to see you play up close last week. She's Polish as well. Oh, really? So, oh, she was screaming loud. <laughs> she was screaming loud. Yeah, you, that's you've been, great. You've been very active over the last few months with regard to the people of Ukraine as well. That's Why has that been such an important mission for you? 
You know, I'm Paul, so basically um, we're really helping back in our country. And even though I, I spend much more time in on tour than at home, I know uh, that we have to stay united. And I also wanted to kind of remind people that the world war is still out there. And uh, it's really important for me to support uh, Ukrainians because the war basically is right next to my country. And I'm, I'm 21, so basically I, I didn't even... <laughs> I always lived in a place where I didn't know that war is actually possible so close to me. So um, I was really emotional at the beginning and then I realized that I, I want to use my position a little bit to uh, have influence. Positive. Great person shining a light on things. We're eager. we're so happy and we're so proud of you. The first woman from Poland to win the US Open. A big round of applause. Congratulations, Iga. Love it. All right. Mr. Roker. All right, let's show you what we've got as far as your weather is concerned. As we take a look, you'll see for the week ahead, uh, Monday, we got a flood risk in the Great Lakes, spotty showers to the southwest, hazy out in the Pacific Northwest. By midweek, pleasant across the Great Lakes, steamy down through the Gulf Coast. And the end of the week, a flood risk through the southeast, stormy in the western plains, sunshine from the northeast New England all the way back down into the Gulf and sunshine out west with cooler conditions. And that is your latest weather. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up next, we've got Courtney Kardashian Barker. She appears to be living her best life these days. We're going to talk to you about love, her new business, and her family's return to a hit show. But first, this is today on NBC. Welcome back. Fans have been keeping up with Kourtney Kardashian Barker for 15 years, ever since the premiere of her family's hit reality show. We've watched her grow and do it all as mom, a businesswoman, and her latest role as wife to Travis Barker. Hi, Court. Good morning. Hi. Good to see you. Good morning. Courtney Kardashian Barker. So yeah. was taking his last name a given? Were you positive that was going to happen, or did you think about that for a while? It was a given. Yeah, it was just a given. It wasn't a thought. You just knew. And I didn't, I, t the middle, so now my middle name yeah. is Kardashian. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. How, how is married life? I mean, you guys are clearly in love. I mean, is it when you know, you know? I think when it's kind of easy and like, it just everything almost, yeah. Like, it's like, it's so weird. I think of like times when it, things weren't so easy yeah. and it's just like when it's right it's right and you know a lot of people have blended families so they have you know children he has children you have children how has that been navigating that space i think it's you know there's like i think it's like figuring it all out yeah. but i think working together and like keeping the communication open and because you know i came from a blended family yes. i feel like it I don't know. We have experience and you've been down that yeah. road. Yeah. And I think also we've known each other and like I've had my own relationship with his kids for like 10 years. So it's like oh. it does make it really easy. Like uh -huh. we just all know each other and each other's intentions and I, I think it that. makes it easy. Do you have a favorite tattoo of his? The Courtney, of course. <laughs> the Courtney is the best. He one. also has has my lips. What? And he has, I did my own tattoo. I tattooed him. I wrote, I love you in curse, like in, in my your, cursive in writing. Script? And they. And then, uh, no, I did it. Right. I put it on. Oh my like gosh. I did the gun and did it. <laughs> oh, and then he, I, he must really trust and you. And then um, I practiced and yeah. did like a K with a heart. <gasps> 
So there's a few. Oh, how sweet is that? You know, um, I've known you for a long time. Yes. In fact, we co-hosted together many years ago when we, we had did. you and your sisters each had a different day. Yeah. But through all the time, oh my God, wait. That, that was it? you then? That was Holy oh 2011. Wait, what are we in the now? The hot pink 2022. lipstick. Wow. A lot has changed oh my God. since those days. Um, you, you, your sisters have had product lines and businesses, but I feel like that wasn't your thing until now. What's I feel now? like when I look at old episodes or yeah. anything, how they would like try to push me and be like, what's your thing? What's Come your on, thing? what's yeah. your thing? And I was like, why do I have to have a thing? Can't yeah. I be a mom and I'm filming the show? Yeah. And it's like, a, that's a full-time full job. So I felt like until something just like how I said, timing is everything. Timing. It's like with my husband, it's like this just also to me, timing was everything. And mm -hmm. it just was like when it feels easy and it felt right, I've been going through this roller coaster mm -hmm. for like five years and knowing what it always was. I knew it was vitamins and supplements. Yes. It just was finding the right partners that had the same beliefs as me as far as sustainability as far as ingredients um mm -hmm. and once it happened it's like it's been like fun mm -hmm. I've been super decisive mm -hmm. I think when I've I'm also in like a place where I feel really confident so I think that helps with all the decision making yeah, yeah. I like that you're in that time in that moment in your life so you Thank just you. you feel comfortable in your own skin do you feel I like do. it's kind of finally I'm here yeah I do I do feel that way. You and I feel like it all, it's all like working together right. and just with ease. I think you're in a great moment in your life. It sounds Thank like you, you found like the love of your life. You've got your next season of the show. You've got this product line and you look, yeah. I remember you from years ago. You look really, you look happier now than you did back then. Thank so. you. I think I am. Well, congratulations, Courtney. You're going to stick Thank around you. and join Jenna and I at 10. We're so excited for that. So, so thank excited. you. Congratulations on your new line. Meantime, just ahead, 12 time Grammy winner, John Legend. Wait until you hear his take on the healing power of music as he celebrates the release of his new album. But first, this is Today on NBC. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. My village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and Today's Show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. 
The City Music Series on today is proudly presented to you by City. Sing it, Hoda. Sing it. Sing it. Now you were singing uh, it too. Welcome back. You, of course, know John Legend for his soulful music, his coaching skills on the voice. I did get a chance to chat with John about his incredible new music and a lot more. I have to tell you, I have been listening to this album nonstop, and there are moments where I feel like my heart is melting, like it's a warm hand on my heart. Yeah. And there are other moments I want to get up and dance. So yes. tell me about the, the two acts of well, this. Well, that's what we wanted, really. I wanted um, the first act to be the Saturday night feel, just oh. more fun, <laughs> yes. sexy, up-tempo. Yes. And then uh, the second act is more introspective and spiritual and romantic and just more heartfelt. And so that's really how we divided up the album. And it was a really good way for me to organize it in my mind yeah. as I was thinking about doing a double album and uh, I just love that it has music for all your different moods oh. and whatever you're going for. I mean I was just listening to the song Pieces and I mean I have lots of favorites. That song especially and I think anybody who's going through a tough time in yes. life when you hear that song, you instantly, it's almost chemical in yeah. your body. Yeah. I just sang it at the Emmys for the In Memoriam uh, oh. section of the show. And it's the kind of song that I think will help a lot of people deal with loss and grief and broken hearts because all of us feel that pain at some point in our lives. And it's uh, its not the goal that we'll never remember those things. Yeah. It's not the goal that, that it will completely go away, but that you figure out how to continue to cope and live in pieces and that's what the song's about live in pieces mm -hmm. uh, and you've had your share of, of difficult times sure. we all we've all gone through things Absolutely. Uh, we know that your wife suffered a miscarriage uh, but now we're in the process of life's happening again yes. how are you feeling in this moment we um, are looking forward to new joy in our lives oh. um, having a new baby we're so excited and uh, you know whenever you lose a pregnancy it's always you know you're like cautiously optimistic yeah. because you never know what could happen and you've seen the worst of it and you've seen the best of it with the kids that you do have and uh, so we're just excited and, and cautiously optimistic as we look forward to welcoming a new life into Can the you world. even imagine that you're gonna have three kids? <laughs> you're gonna crazy. be like a dad of three? That's a lot. Uh, three kids Come is a on. lot to me. Two is like it feels like you know a little simpler, yeah. but once you get into three, I think it starts getting a little complicated. What kind of a dad are you, by the way? Are you are, are you strict? Are you, do you let it ride? I'm not strict. I'm pretty laid back, but I, I, I just, when I say something, I mean it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think Chrissy and I, we tag team them. <laughs> because if, if, Chrissy, if Chrissy says something and, and the kids ask me, I, I never contradict her. I'm like, what did your mom say? And <laughs> same page. <laughs> so I try to make sure we're on the same page. And, and we have a sense of what we want from them and uh, what kind of rules we want to set for them and then we try to be consistent about it. Now when you're deciding, let's get back to performing where to perform, uh -huh. how do you decide like I'd like to do a residency, like this is going to be a good platform well, for me? at this point in my career I've got enough repertoire and I've had enough years to say you know I can really do a, a residency and make it work and it's been so much fun putting it together because it's been all about telling the story yes. of my career we go from get lifted through to now we start also you know with my upbringing in the church and talk about that mm. and I just tell my entire story and it's so much fun doing it in Vegas and we've had a blast we've got one more uh, round of shows in October Can't and wait. we're loving it let me just go back to this album as we button this up. Mm -hmm. 
did this, did writing this album, because you have all these great duets, mm -hmm. and I was wondering, like, how do you decide? How do you pick? Do you call up and say, hey, I got one that I feel like it, it screams your name? Yes, that's exactly what we do. Oh. So, uh, like the song with Jasmine Sullivan, yeah, I, yeah. I written it with uh, Pink Sweats and his brother, and we were just, you know, finishing the song, thinking it was a great song solo, but then I was like, this would be really good as a duet. And my first choice was Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Jasmine is from Philly. I um, went to college in Philly, and mm -hmm. I used to go to a lot of the open mics there when I was a young artist and trying to make it in the business. And there was this 15-year-old girl there who was so talented, and everyone was raving about her. Her name was Jasmine Sullivan. So I've known her since she was a teenager, and I've always loved her voice, and I just felt like she would be perfect for this song. It's a soulful song. Oof. It's kind of retro, it's sexy, and she just she just did an amazing job. Well, this Devil album is incredible. It is a 10 plus. Again, all the songs are great. I'm partial to pieces in this moment. Thank you. But I'm sure people are going to love all of them. So we encourage Well, you know, so many people are grieving right now. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the world has seen a big tragedy yeah. uh, this past weekend with the Queen dying. And I think um, whenever we're f facing loss, it's good to have music to help us heal. Wow. So again, Amazing. John Legend, I mean, he was, we were disappointed he couldn't perform, but his music is incredible. Again, Legend is out now. And we also sat down with John and his fellow coaches on The Voice, and that conversation we will bring you uh, ahead of next week's season premiere of The Voice. Up next, up next, our behind-the-scenes look at what it took to get the Buffalo Bills from Buffalo to L.A. for that season opener. Fascinating. But first, this is today on NBC. We've been waiting for this. We're back. We got a new series, guys. It's called Inside the Game. So we're going to take you behind the scenes of the NFL all season long. We're going to highlight people who sometimes don't often get the spotlight, but they make it possible for your favorite team to take the field. It's such a good idea. And, Craig, we're starting with the Buffalo Bills. I had waited to see this last week. Can't yeah. wait to see it right now. Here we go. They started the season on Thursday night against the Rams, more than 2,200 miles from home. And let me tell you, that trip to L.A., it took an incredible feat of planning, much of it by the Bills' small but mighty equipment staff. Kickoff started the quest to become the next Super Bowl champion. Ahead of the game Thursday, the Bills' equipment staff was scrambling. The team had flown in more than 16,000 pounds of gear using three trucks to bring it to the stadium. That gear included about 100 helmets, 100 pairs of shoulder pads, 200 pairs of cleats, and 700 pairs of receiver gloves. The equipment staff is led by Jeff Missouri. He started as a ball boy with the team when he was just 15. Did you grow up a Bills fan? Oh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. I go into games with my dad, my brothers. Yeah. So you're living your dream. Pretty much, yeah. It's awesome. Like a lot of NFL dreams, it comes with a lot of hard work. When you're watching game practice, everything you see players, coaches, and staff wearing head to toe comes out of the equipment room. You tell me, tell me you forget something? No. That's where Jeff's right-hand man, Spencer, comes in, or as he's known around here, Captain Clipboard. Yeah, I've got checklists for everything. He and Jeff make sure they're fully stocked with rows of gear for any possible player or condition. That includes keeping nearly every size shoe in stock. This is a size 20 right that's, here. That's right. That's freakishly yeah. large. Leading up to game day, the rest of the team needs to divide to conquer. Corey fixes the helmets, Rachel stretches jerseys over the pads, and it's up to Austin to get the footballs just right for all-pro quarterback Josh Allen. 
Josh doesn't like to use the, it straight out of the bag. It needs to be broken down, broken in with uh, brush, uh, mud, and all that stuff. Mud? Yeah, mud. Why do we use mud? It just helps break down the leather and uh, make it more grippy. Austin teaches me how it's done. First, you brush off the top coating on the leather. Then, you rub the mud into it and let the ball sit for 24 hours. Austin shows us the difference. Wow, so that's that's 24 hours of waiting. Then you rub that off. Austin does this for up to 500 balls per season. So this is a, like a potential game ball. Correct. Josh had a pretty good season last year. Yeah. Was, is there a part of you that, that takes a little bit of credit for it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's not his arm, you know. <laughs> it's not his arm, no. I told Austin, I said, you know, Josh had a pretty good season last year. Feels like maybe you should be getting more of the credit as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't just have a ball out of the box. Like, it's got to be put through the ringer and tested and tried. Allen and all pro linebacker Vaughn Miller know how hard the equipment staff works. It's a lot of time that's involved, you know, early mornings, late nights to, to help us get ready. Most of the hard work is done by kickoff. Still, you can see Jeff and his team stalking the sidelines just in case anyone needs something. What do you want people to know about what it is that you and your guys do that they may not know? We're the crew that when you're watching the game, you're like, man, how does that stuff all get there? There's a crew that does all that. It just doesn't magically appear. Guys, that was just week yeah. one, by the way. The Bills are going to travel nearly 14,000 miles before the regular season is over. Had such a great time with the Bills staff. This is the ball that I was working on with Austin. They, they used it in a preseason game. Oh, they did? They used my ball in a preseason game. Oh, they do. Josh Allen threw my ball. Um, well, they didn't win that game, but they won They won the season opener. They won the season opener. Luckily, you haven't been handling the other ball. No, I have not. This is the only one. All right, guys, uh, that was really cool, Craig. Thanks, Fun thanks. to see. Coming up on the fourth hour, one of my very favorites, we got Blake Shelton. But first on the third hour, more Savannah with live coverage from Buckingham Palace on this morning's Tributes to the Queen.